welcome to the low bar, where we set the bar lower than kids at the eighth grade dance when low by Florida comes on. I'm Craig and I'm Emily. Regardless, in today's episodes, we'll be getting to know one of our laughleets, a very special one, I might add. Not only will we get to know every nook and cranny of her sheepish tendencies, but we'll also be playing an uber super special game with her. Uh, but again, we are going to start off today's episode with some lovely quotes. You got yeah. anything for me? I, sh- I sure do. I yeah. sure do. Wait, when did you get it? How long have you had this quote? Um, Two nights. All right. Two nights. Um, that doesn't mean that I didn't find it in 10 minutes. I chose this because I hated it. I hated Ooh. this quote so much. So much. And I think, I think you'll be on my side when you hear it. It's absolutely disturbing. Here it is. Outside of a dog, a book is a man's best friend. Inside of a dog is too dark to read. By Groucho Marx? Groucho Marx? <laughs> you, you did not say Groucho. I don't, I... Ouch. Okay, yes. <laughs> Groucho Marx. Groucho Marx, my bad. Um, but again, it's also funny that you mention I mispronounce his name. Um, because That's kind of your thing. Yes, yes, yes. But specifically in this episode, just to ensure I did his identification justice, I will supply you with every bit of background information on this man that came up when you search him. Wait, are you sure he's a man? Let's, let's start <laughs> yeah. there. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, but what, el- what else is he? An American comedian. <laughs> That's right. Julius Hendri- Henry Groucho Marx was an American comedian, actor, writer, stage, film, radio, and television star. Kind of like Becca. He is generally considered to have a master, (laughs) to have been a master of quick wit and one of America's greatest comedians. Are you Um, reading the whole Wikipedia entry, though? Yes, and his spouse, he had three of them. I'm not going to say their names, because I'll just butcher them. And he's got three kids that I won't say their names, because I'll just butcher them. Yeah. Oh, you forgot his favorite uh, his favorite meal. I forgot. It didn't come yeah. up. Oh, it's right. No, it's like the third line down. I think it's duck soup. <laughs> you know, you're right. You're not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's 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 funny. It's yeah. Yeah. So, what was your quote? (laughs) Oh, you know, it's funny because my quote, I found, I I think I found it in 1987, 88, 89, when I was in literature class. And the quote is this, the most pernicious race of little odious vermin nature has ever suffered to crawl upon the surface of this earth. And, and Jonathan Swift was, was talking about, <laughs> he was talking about the Brits. Uh, oh. the yeah. <laughs> so why did you choose that quote today? I, I don't know. I think that it's, it's always stuck with me. I guess I've, I've always kind of um, been attracted to... <laughs> To the darker things in life. It's kind of a dark sense of humor. Absolutely. Well, obviously, as you can gather from these quotes, we'll be talking about literacy today. That's right. And and who will be who will we be talking 
about literacy with Craig? Uh, Mary Douglas. I, I mean, Becca Douglas. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was just looking at the name on the yeah. Zoom screen and it came up as Mary. I've, no, I've done that too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, I assume the same thing happens when you don't call me Tandy. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Um, but our question of the day is Oh, this is a good not, one. It's 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 not wait, Emily's name is it's Tandy a, because the answer to that is yes. My name is Tandy. <laughs> always well, been, always will be on the birth certificate only. Yeah. And it's up to you to decide whether I'm joking or not. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna elaborate any further. But our main question of today is this is a good one. Craig Craig made it up. Gotta give him credit. Craig get right? Yes, yeah, yeah. This is my baby right here. Yep. I, I've often found myself wondering this. Yes. Um, um, if metaphors were money, how rich would you be? This is a hat on a hat situation. It really is. But, you know, the issue with this quote is that we don't give any sort of, like, unit. Like, one metaphor equals one dollar. No, there's... We didn't right. give, give any of that. So it's it's very unspecific it's personalized here's our we, here's our we bring her in now Let's we should but but usually we, we make it cleaner and cooler because i go here's our interview with mary <clears throat> becca douglas and then and then it stops and the little intro plays but you know whatever makes you more comfortable i love the intro music i do me too yeah. it's really good hi becca Hey! So first time on the show, probably really nervous. I am, I'm so nervous. But you know, we're here to talk about something really easy and pretty universal. <laughs> something I mean, that everyone thinks about. Yeah, something that thinks about daily. Yeah. Literacy. Thoughts? Um, I mean, being literate does make me very nervous. Uh, it's just, it's something that I have to ponder every single day when I wake up and I'm like, am I going to be literate today or not? And sometimes the answer is no. Yeah. Books Curse or my no literacy. books? Uh, books or no books? Mm. Uh, I'd have to say no book. <laughs> mm. um, it's, it's okay. You can get the first question wrong and still, you know, continue to play. There was a wrong answer. There's never a wrong answer in books, okay? Any step, any move, any maker of art, they're automatically right. They have writer's credibility. Yeah. That was really hard for me to say. I don't know. <laughs> like when we wrote that pitch email to Craig about Lobar. Which is a piece of art. And Emily said that it, it is oh, the beginning really? of the Bible. In the beginning, there was a pitch email. And <laughs> it went very poorly. <laughs> I don't know. I I kept it in my Google Drive. Your Google so, Drive? Yeah. Uh, not your oh, email. Not right. <laughs> how, did you, how did you get an email in your drive? Did you like take uh, a screenshot and you like? I, yeah, exactly. Yep, that's what. Oh, I'm really? Saying. Yeah. Are you sure this episode isn't about you, Craig? <laughs> Everything is about me. That's true. Well, well you are. I mean, like, more or less, an English teacher. So, <laughs> so this episode really is. I'm I'm expecting good content from you here. Well, I mean, I guess if we're talking about books, 
I should intro myself as a book lover. Um, when I was younger, I was homeschooled. I was homeschooled out of a terrible phase of my life. I was literally the, mo the worst person you'd ever met. Fun fact about me. In first grade, I was a little demon child. That's not even a joke. So homeschool and private Christian school or Catholic. I went to both, actually. Uh, so I'm very messed up. <laughs> trying to say so I read a lot of books I read a lot of yeah. books I was finishing books like in a day I had a yeah. lot of time and so when I went back to school I kept it up believe it wow. or not and were you uh, a treehouse kind of gal yes I own every copy in our pack <laughs> no way really yeah wow. um okay. you know how many books that is that's gotta be um there are a hundred and seven I believe of the regular series there are she started the nonfiction series differently I read some of those but not all of those because even at the time when I was nine I could tell that she was pulling a James Patterson and she was not writing her own books anymore uh so wait that's a that's what James is doing he writes 18,000 novels a year for 18,000 groups of people so I know, I but so does Stephen King and you don't like think that Stephen King doesn't write Stephen King. King's so weird that I just have to believe that he writes he's capable. he's capable. I don't want other people writing what he writes. Well, okay, <laughs> I think I have a stigma against Stephen King uh, that's been drilled into me by my dad. I am not a huge fan. Really? Sorry. Uh, I mean, he comes up with some concepts and I'm like, great. But if you read the books, like, you read the books, you're like, what kind of person comes up with this? Why am I reading about this? Why is he thinking about this? Yeah. But so, I mean, you have to give him credit for his part in the making of Children of the Corn. You know, you gotta... Well, you gotta, yeah, he does get some credit. One of the best movies I've ever seen. But did you see the sequel? To Children of the Corn? Yeah. Children of the Wheat? No. Children of the Grain? Children of the Corn When Babies Attack? Are you that, serious? No, he's not yeah. serious. No. No, it's it's horrifying. Yeah, these little babies come out of the corn. <laughs> like oh. out of the, the corn corn? Yes, yeah, so you, you pull the, the shuck, ears down, the ear. you shuck the you shuck ear, corn. And, and, and it is a baby inside. <laughs> that sounds like something like, from Teletubbies. Like <laughs> the child is the sun, and now the corn is becoming the kids. <laughs> Corn of the Children, my favorite movie. <laughs> Corn of the Children, reproduction at its finest. Wait, that sounds like an amazing play. <laughs> Corn of the Children. That's a Thanksgiving play right there. But that's true. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's just scary it's enough that people will accept it. And just fun enough that children will want to be in it. What, what's the first book you ever read? Like all by yourself. Like big kid book. I don't know. I was always I was always at a very high reading level. <laughs> no, I, I was at the fifth grade reading table group. <laughs> when was the fifth grade table moment? Like how you didn't you didn't like contextualize that for us? You said you were oh. at, the, at the fifth okay. grade reading table. Well, listen, which is not impressive if you're there. In fifth grade. There was a hierarchy. <laughs> there was a hierarchy was. in uh, elementary school of tables and yeah. if you're at table one then you were below sorry if you were at table one table two you were still below table three below four below five which was the fifth grade reading table 
you were above average smart. There was no table where you were yeah. right. You were wrong every table except the fifth table. Yeah. You were the fifth table. You read books about Mars and space and things you did not need to know about. And that made right. you an incredible reader because you could right. read boring books. So you would sit right. around this table and they would ask you to read pages about like astronauts. And they'd be like, wow, you guys are you guys are so great, which just fueled the gifted ego rage. Right. I, I go to EC. Okay, I went to EC. I but too. Here's, <laughs> I here's too. Little spiel. I came back from being homeschooled and I read so much that I was good at reading and mm. writing. Uh, my mom, who did not like math very much, just opted to never teach me how to do math. <laughs> so here's my thing. I went back to fourth grade and I was at like a second grade math level. I did not know how numbers worked. So basically... I came back fourth grade. They were like, who is this girl? She cannot do math. She couldn't count past 17. Um, I probably could, but I really messed up my 17s all the time. Um, so they were like, you should go to the EC book club. And I did. And the books, I was like, whatever. They made me read the book I've hated the most my entire life. I'll never read it again. I trekked down every copy and burn it. It was Hatchet by Gary Paulson. I hated oh, every up. second That's of that book. It's a good book. Horrible. No, no. It's a good book. There were kids <laughs> in elementary school that read things like Magic Magic Treehouse. And then there were the kids that read Percy Jackson. I read both at the same time. So I don't know what that makes me. <laughs> it uh, makes it, me the Percy Jackson one. Because makes kids me. who only read ma Magic School, Magic, or not Magic School, was Magic Treehouse or whatever. Is that right? Is it called Magic Treehouse? Magic tree bus. Uh, tree. <laughs> <laughs> Magic tree bus. It's when it's when she crashes. <laughs> what is this song? I unironically listen to the Magic School Bus song like so much. <laughs> okay, well, my EC, uh, basically they put me in this book club. They were like, she made it. Well, what happened is that people went on strike because they hated Hatchet so much. This is not a joke. Us fourth graders went on strike. And... Everyone left except for like four of us. Like there were like 12 kids. All the kids stopped going to the book club, just stopped going because they would pull you out of class to go to the book club. They were like, no, I want to stay in class. And they just went on strike and they were not invited back. So rebellious. So sorry, because they were definitely smarter than me. They just didn't get invited yeah. back because of whatever. Anyway, they put me in the gifted reading program and everyone in the gifted reading program, there are like 12 of us, was also in the gifted math prop group. Mm. Uh, here's the here's the deal though yeah uh they were doing like algebra i was mm. still counting so they took right. me out of the math group yeah. and just put me in the reading which i was the only kid who'd apparently ever done that before was not smart enough to be in both because i didn't learn at a linear pace i don't know um basically they put me in this reading group but yeah. the thing was they kind of hurt me like a little bit because they would pull you out to go to the reading where you'd like write poetry and stuff which i was really good at they pulled me out during math time so mm. i didn't get into the math gifted program yeah. and i never took a math class <laughs> for fourth and fifth grade Whoa. i was there during the math tests which i failed horrifically mm -hmm. i still remember there was one test i was the only person in the class who didn't finish it it was a four by four square and we had to figure out how many tiles that you needed a four by four square which is 
there are 16 tiles yes. because it's a four by four. And it wanted us to figure out how many tiles and then how much cement, because they told you how much cement could cover, which was a very easy fifth grade extra credit problem on the test. Yeah. I... I couldn't do it. And I just remember sitting there and I was like traumatized and I never like applied myself to math. This is getting kind of sad. Sorry. But like, it's just a problem now, like where I am at a point in my life where I've done the math tutoring, I've done the math classes and people say like, Oh, I hate math. I'm not good at math. And I'm like, you don't, you don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> you don't understand. Like you wish you were bad at math. People thought that I was smart cause I could read. And then they'd ask me for help in math and they'd never ask me again. Like it's literally thing they'd be like, oh, never mind. Yeah, never mind. I had, I had a very similar experience, and I don't know what class. I think it was probably math or science or something. We were taking a test, and we had you know those folder binder things. Yeah. And and I just started crying because I couldn't figure oh. out a problem. I was and like, then- and, but I was like trying to hide. I was like, <laughs> and, then my, and then my teacher goes by. And she's like, are you crying? I'm like, I just can't figure out this problem. <laughs> and then um, I don't remember how the test ended up going. But um. hold on, I, I, I need to revisit this concrete thing. This seems like a much harder answer than like <laughs> this is calculus because you need to know the volume in like a conical, like uh, three dimensional space. Like how much fo- what? How much concrete do you need to pour? I think you misinterpret it in the instructions. It's like. One bucket of concrete covers oh. two tiles. If gotcha. you have 16 tiles, how many buckets do you need? <laughs> oh, okay. Which was probably an advanced extra credit problem, but mm. I'm looking at myself in the face. The thing is, if you put me back there like now, I still wouldn't be able to answer it because I just, there's a thing about taking math tests yeah. where I just can't do it. Well, never have I ever talked so much about math in a li- literacy topic <laughs> conversation. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so currently where do you stand with literacy in your life what part does it play other than being literate like um, yeah are, are you pounding away 167 books a year still definitely not i probably read like one to two books uh like, like every couple day. of months like the problem is the books that I read now, sometimes I'll reread a book. I can finish that in like a week. I read like heavy books now. And like, yeah. I'm sad like, that I've lost the love for dystopian and fiction. Cause I read like, uh, by autobiographies. I, I read a lot of like, uh, acting stuff, but I don't read books about like how to act. I like reading books about theories behind acting, which it's never about acting. It's always about life. I don't know. I'm reading uh, Kenneth Branagh's autobiography right now, uh, which is, it's it's fun in a sense of where I feel like I'm educating myself. Like I read it and I'm like, wow, I feel smarter already, but I'm not enjoying it yet. Because he like goes all the way back to like 1700 England and talks about his family genealogy or whatever. And I was like, I... His family <laughs> what? His family um, what? Uh, genealogy? Wait, wait, no, no, we're not passing this one over. I, I want okay. you to say the um, word. I said geol- geology. We're sitting um, here and we're talking about literacy with an illiterate person. And exactly. Okay, um, 
I know that geology is the study of rocks. I just it is. It genealogy. Is. Yes. Genealogy. I knew I I had faith. It's time. We it's... haven't even asked her the question. That's that's what she's oh, asking you. Oh. <laughs> well, that's the segue. You're right, Craig. I Isn't did that... forget to ask her about the question. Yeah, ask well, her the got, question. The question of the day is if metaphors were money, how rich would you be? Um, I know this. If <laughs> metaphors were money, how much money would I have? How rich? Um, how rich would you be? How how rich would I be? Better. Yeah, I like don't even have a joke. I just think that I've never landed a good metaphor. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, what what is a metaphor? Let's let's start there. Um, <laughs> let me let me Google search the definition of metaphor. <laughs> is a metaphor? Isn't that question a metaphor itself? If metaphors yes, were yeah, money. That's, that's why I keep yeah. on thinking out of it. A figure of that's speech. That's the hat on top of a rag Google defines metaphor as a figure of speech in which a word or phrase is applied to an object or action to which it is not literally applicable. Like uh, and humor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. That is understatement. Not metaphor. Or oxymoron? Well, like you're an oxymoron. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. I I don't know. I would probably not have a lot of money. I don't think metaphors are hard because it has to suit the person you're writing the metaphor for. If they don't like it, then they wouldn't give me the money, right? Is that well, how this works? I get. I say a good meta. Your question has some logical problems. Where like, so if if I say a metaphor, does that person who heard it give me money, or does the metaphor like, like just up, does the money disappear in my mouth? Like that's the Cinderella story with the, the frogs and the Wait, diamonds in her mouth. Why? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I think it's more about like the your own personal richness, not necessarily about the money. So like, my personal richness, I would say I'm yeah. not very rich, probably just pretty creamy. Like, I don't know. I like <laughs> we're going to talk about like. The oh, my God. Oh my God. That is the tagline for this episode. Yeah. But you're Before... using metaphors, though. Now, do you see the problem? Your problem is right now you're using a metaphor to describe how rich you would be. If I was using a metaphor, don't you think I would know? I think... Okay, I don't know. I think that's think your interpretation. We should, make, we should make a superhero squad, okay? And okay. it's Chris, Craig, Becca, and I. And I, I'm we down. call ourselves the metaphor. And every time we say <laughs> it, goes, what does meta mean? <laughs> well, I don't... <laughs> that's what Chris is saying you're saying? Yeah, yeah. the joke... Yeah for the audience and craig is that I, I, chris yes. never we talk we bring up the word meta a lot and every time she doesn't know what it means maybe she does now because it's happened so many times but for the sake of um the joke she would have to ask every time every time we united okay but then how do i get that it's like the metaphor yeah so like, so like what would we do yeah just be super like in it 
with everything. We go around correcting people's grammar. Yeah, like, like if we walked into the gym and then like two girls were like taking pictures like in the mirror, we'd be like, wow, you're narcissistic. <laughs> and, then, and then walk out. Oh, that is not, I said we'd correct people's speech. <laughs> that's hurting people's feelings. No, no, but that's Emily's job. Yeah. Emily's the cruel one. So Emily's yeah. job is to be mean. I yeah. feel like that I want to correct like people a who level. pronounce like city names wrong or like yeah. like one of like when people say like nuclear. <laughs> Wait, like yeah, someone yeah, yeah. like someone goes, Oh, I'm gonna go to the Algonquin Commons. You go <laughs> punch him in the face and you go, Algonquin. Time out. We since we're on literacy, I think we should be going to the library and and getting some books there. That was forced. That was not forced. That is that is a pet peeve of mine. I hate libraries. I don't care about the superpower. Is your job in the metaphor? Is is your job to be wrong? Uh, my job is to look great. That's it. (laughs) What has that ever done for anybody? Uh, your job is to is to be like it's Algonquin, you stupid idiot. Mine is to make fun of people on a cosmic level. His is to make make say things wrong. And then Chris's is just the punchline. Other than that, she just goes home. We assemble. She goes, what does meta mean? And then she takes off her costume and leaves. <laughs> Wait, the punchline is what does meta mean? No, no, no. Because we're the metaphor and she doesn't know what meta means. So every time we assemble, she goes. Wait, maybe her mean? name can be punchline then. Because then she'll punch Ooh. people and go, what? Oh, oh me. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not rude. I'm meta mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying what does meta fit into it? I'm gonna I'm gonna metamorphosize your face. <laughs> uh, is this aware enough? Is this aware? <laughs> I'm gonna break your fourth wall. How does that feel? <laughs> <laughs> we should write comics. Comics um, of the Or you know what? Like our fans can just make fan art of Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, God, someone draws as the four superheroes. Wait, we yeah. need names then. So punchline. If Emily's just mean, what what's a grammar related pun? Um, the oh, mean. We'll just call you the mean. Mean girl. <laughs> I guess that is she's mean girl. <laughs> Wait, like, okay. I'm a bad girl. Mean girl. If I correct people, what am I? A narc. Um, you're a grammarly. <laughs> yes, grammarly. Grammarly, because you correct people. Yeah, and you get like an old old lady bag. Wait, you hit him with your purse. <laughs> so grammarly. Grammarly. Yeah. Wait, 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 that's wrong though. That's not saying the word right. Grammarly. 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 Yes. correct people. Grammarly. <laughs> grammarly. I'm grammarly. And I. <laughs> Writing is hard. <laughs> Your superhero name is debatable. that's debatable (laughs) objectively wrong you know who never stops for no one rebel wilson Mm, because she's a rebel she's a rebel she is 
Are you aware of Rebel Wilson, Mary Douglas? Um, I have been told that I sound like her sometimes, and I find no, it you don't. highly offensive. You don't. I'm just so, going to be clear, you don't. Thank you, thank you. You in no way sound like Rebel Wilson. Can you believe this, Mary? What? We got her. No way. For the podcast. She's probably literate. Plus her accent. Plus her accent. And I can already tell that you guys were like, oh, no, we don't have Becca as a host this week. What are we going to do? We need to get someone who's incredibly funny. We got to yes. up the low bar. The episode, yeah. Yes. So she's a good placeholder. I- I'm proud to have Rebel Wilson hold my place. Yes. Well, see you later, Mary. I don't know. Yep. I'm thinking that for now. I don't know. It'll probably end by the time I'm done talking to Rebel Wilson. But for now, we're going to have to say goodbye to you. And bring on the one, the only, a rebel. Oh, rebel! I cannot even believe that we got you on this podcast. Yeah, it's kind of incredible. I don't know how you got my either. Are, are there are there listeners of the podcast down under? That's what I want to know. Um, I have not asked them. Honestly, I haven't been back to Australia in quite a long time. I mean, I've been starring in so many American movies over the past couple of years that it's been quite a while since I've gone underground, so to speak. You're hitting it big right now, huh? Yeah. Yeah, wow. So I know know that you're um, pretty skilled with nunchucks. I, I am. It is a skill that I picked up from my home country. Did you get to keep them? Um, or were they set? Where did they belong to them? Every child in Australia is given a pair of nunchucks when they're born, so I didn't need to keep the ones that they gave me because I had my own. Oh, I thought that was a boomerang. Um, no. They say rebel on them, so I know that they're mine. No one else has ever been named rebel. So. Uh, yeah, so you do have a bit of an unusual name in terms of American culture. Yeah, that's why I wear a big necklace around my neck that says Rebel on it so people know it's me. Because I, I think that I am often confused for lots of other blonde people. Yeah, like Becca Douglas. Um, well, she's not Australian, as you can tell. So, you know, it can be kind of weird when people might compare me to her because she just can't do a very good, you know. Yes, Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She sucks at accents. It's bad. What was a movie uh, that you saw, not when you started acting, but like that you saw as a kid that you know had a big impact on you? Um, this is going to be kind of out there, but when I was younger, I saw this incredible movie called Flubber, and I was so taken aback by Robin Williams' performance that I just was so inspired. But it wasn't that I wanted to be Robin Wilson anymore it was like i wanted to be the flubber like i just found myself so enthralled i was i wanted to take the screen like the flubber like it overwhelms the entire capacity of the movie and i i was i just was like wow i learned a lot of comedic timing things from the flubber like it just appears and that's how i want to be in my own life and people go oh my god it's everywhere well rebel we're going to have to ask you today's question. That's yeah. Very real. Very rat on a rat. Yeah. And, and that question is 
that was unnecessary. Um, the question is, if metaphors were money, how rich would you be? Um, I mean, I'm already pretty rich, so I guess I must have used one or two a few of my days, you know, like metaphors are pretty great and I mean of course I know what metaphors are because I actually wrote my own book in 2008 um it was called Bogan Pride Bogle High School uh that was the name of the book is it uh like your life story or is it a work of fiction um no I can actually tell you what it's about um this is completely real I just want everyone to know that it is a very real book that I wrote in 2008 um, when the market crashed, so revenue was low. Um, it's about a girl named Jenny Cragg. Her name's Jenny. Um, I've called her kind of like a foggly teenage girl. Like she doesn't have a lot of friends. But here's wait, the main wait, point. Wait, what kind of teenage girl? Uh, like a foggly, which is a very popular term in Australia, mm -hmm. I believe. Okay. Um, yeah. Listen, the story is about her mother but it's not about her mother it's like her mother Bernice she's like very overweight so she can't get out of bed and she kind of just sits there and the thing is Jenny needs to go to college um but she doesn't have any money because her mother just can't get out of bed so she enters a dance competition to win ten thousand dollars as a prize and you know um I really can't tell you much more than that. No, don't give away. Yeah, you can't give away the end. I'm yeah. already. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm on very Amazon good. right now. Yeah. It. I'm looking to sell my first copy. So one of my questions uh, is, have you ever gone on a walkabout? Um, I have walked about once, twice, but I mean, it's not one of my favorite pastimes, so. You know, did, wait, did you ever walk about? Did you ever go on a walkabout in in the Bronx ever? Um, no, I don't think I have. Um, I, I thought I'm sorry. I was picking up a little hint of the Bronx influence. Yeah. So really, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be incorrect. Uh, I have never been to the Bronx, so I'm not nice, quite sure okay. what they sound like. Well. Rebel, it's been short, but it's been sweet. Oh, yeah. I'm very, very looking forward to getting thank, out. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much, Rebel. Yeah. You're freaking excellent. Thank you. If we could thank get you, you again, probably not. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'll be returning anytime soon. Oh. I've oh. got more books to write, more books to read, more walks to take about. Wow. Don't we all, Rebel? Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, you go, you go out there and you stay rebellious. Well, that was excellent. But now it's time to move on to yours and my favorite segment. Oh, absolutely. And we're going to call this segment Cut the Check Time with Beck Time. <laughs> Thanks, Becca, for that. Uh, in this next section... I'll ask everyone a very specific question that we all must answer to the best of our ability. I will then invite the gal who, in her early preteen years, tried to turn bedwetting into an art form. And succeeded. Oh boy, did she. Oh, she did. And her name is Becca. And her job 
is to listen to our answers without knowing the question that was asked and take her best guess on what the question was. If she's wrong, she will never know the question asked of us, and the impending desire to know the context of our answers will consume her very soul until there's virtually nothing left. And if she wins, Craig will personally create a photo wall for her, based solely on the life of I iconic sitcom actor and star of the partially animated classic aquatic film, The Incredible Mr. Limpet, Don Knotts. Woohoo! I've already started printing up the pictures, Emily. Wow, I wouldn't jump the gun, because she's probably going to get it wrong. Well, I, I have faith in Becca, and um, honestly, I have pictures of Don Knotts on my wall, so. <laughs> Regardless, you already had them. I do, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. What's amazing is you don't know how good looking he was as a preteen. He was a, a cute kid. Uh, <laughs> what? Um, Donnie Kay? Yeah. Um, now, before we bring Breck on, we, we need to talk. You know, we need to talk Disney. Which, Disney. Which is, you know, quite the conversation topic. It's, it's a big conversation topic. And uh, there's so many routes we could go. But there is one route specifically I'd like to take. The Aristocats. And, yes. Yeah. Here's the thing. I don't know if I told you this, but I watched The Aristocats with my children in the mid-90s. And that was the last time I saw <laughs> The Aristocats. Wow. So you probably won't get this question very much. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. But the question is as follows. If Becca was an aristocrat, would she see past Edgar's villainous ways to protect the retired opera diva, Madame Adelaide Bonfamie's fortune? Ooh, you did a nice job on Bonfamie. Thank you. That was French. French three that, honors. That was good. Uh, however, I think you ignored the subjunctive in the first part. Like, it's supposed to be, if Becca were an Aristocat, not was. Oh, well, we wrote it together. So, <laughs> so I'd hope you would have caught that as an English teacher yeah, earlier. Yeah. But I, if you want to call it out, I was, live I was on the obsessing. podcast. <laughs> I was just obsessing about your ability to pronounce her name, which you did a great job of. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, are you, are you... Our answer is brewing for you. Oh, I, I, whew, okay. All right. I've been pondering this one and uh, yeah, I, I think. Don't tell me the answer. No, I'm not going to tell you the answer. Okay. But um, whew, I thought long and hard and, uh, you know, actually I even brought Chris in on this one and we kind of really? talked it over together Good. and uh, I, I even wrote down my answer so that I, I would not forget forget it okay good okay how, how about you are you are you ready do you know what you um honestly no i th i think that it's gonna take a long time for me you're gonna to... have to be be in the it, moment right i think with a question like this it's it, a tough one it's it's an inquiry that shakes my entire moral and ethical foundation so I think it will have to be kind of like the trolley problem where in the moment 
I will make my decision. Right, right, right. Right. Yeah. And you have to be looking at Becca's face, I think, too. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Whereas I looked into her soul <laughs> and came up with my answer. Right. You're going more superficial. But but yeah, right. that makes sense. Right. Okay. Well, I'm glad we could have this discussion before before we throw out our answers. Because this is going to be tough. Um, and I'm going to go invite Becca in. And we will be answering the question, if Becca were an aristocrat, would she see past Edgar's villainous ways to protect the retired opera diva, Madame Adelaide Bonfamy's fortune? And with our discussion concluded, we'd like to welcome the disinherited love child of Scatman Crothers and Vincent Price. Craig wrote that one. Did he really, or are you just pushing blame? No, no, I... I, I he, really, he really leaned into that one. <laughs> she wrote the we'd like to welcome back part, and then yes. I did the others. How does that even make sense? In what way do I resemble Scatman Crothers? Uh, the gravelly voice. The wonderful soul? Yes. I think I do not have the soul of a 90-year-old black man. Like, no, yeah. but you have. So, the... Yeah, so you res so you relate more to Vincent Price's soul. I like to distance myself from both. <laughs> well, you were because you're disinherited. In dis yes, this disinherited. Is that's kind of yeah. That's the point. Yeah. Okay. Neither one of them wanted to claim you. Yeah. That makes well, me since sad. we've already talked to you, Becca, like usually, like we talk to Craig, and he's like. You know, blah blah blah. You're already over me, right? Actually, Becca, I would, I would, I would like you to to guess what the question is before. I'll give you two, <laughs> two, two. What are you doing? No, oh no, my no. God, you are just to make things interesting. Thing. Just to make things interesting. I'm so scared right now. This you is just you're breaking draw the format. A guess right now, what do you think it is? And then we'll answer, and then you'll have a, an educated guess. Just like right now, what is your gut telling you? You're, you're priming her is what you're trying to do, right? That's um, what you... Yeah. Can I get the first word of the question? No, no. Like, I wouldn't know if it's an if I, or how. I will or... give you the first letter. It's, I will give you the first letter. Okay, okay. If Becca were to uh, direct her own indie pop culture movie what would she no 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 sorry sorry who would she make her executive producer wow that's incredible it's like the monkeys banging away on a typewriter like right. nailed it word right. for word Just, even uh, though i messed up halfway through right no we actually have that written yes uh, yeah Wait, I'm, sorry. I'm just a toy in the machine. The Truman Show, it's happening <laughs> again. Just another brick in the wall. My dementia uh, coming back. <laughs> it's relapsing. Um, You're remembering the future. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's time to say our answers. Do we give our answers? Yeah. Uh, do you want me to go first? I, I think I should go first because... You need to be looking at her, right? A little right. bit longer. Let right. the record show that I was offered two chances and I was denied my <laughs> second chance. No, 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 no. 
you get one chance before with the question, with like your question. Then we say our answers, then you have your real shot. Fine, go ahead. <laughs> I wrote mine down. I got to look it up though. It's in Google Drive. Okay. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. No. My answer. Yep. Thoughts? And yep. That's I I I think we nailed it too. We covered mm -hmm. both bases, you know. That's that's true. Here's my thoughts. Uh -huh. We've already done this bit, so regardless if I get the question right, you should feel bad about yourselves because we've done this before. Which is, hmm, let me look for the answer. It's yeah. old. It's old like you, Craig, and it doesn't fit. <laughs> Look at that. Um, I'm, suggesting I'm still getting my roasts in. <laughs> a, yes, no, you can. Uh, like, I myself before all of my students. Yes. Gross. That sounds wrong. I know. I did not say whatever. The whole point is your words do not define me. Oh God! Actually, well, they do. What else defines us if not for the words of others? Well, it's Confucius said my that. words. <laughs> I'm gonna reference Confucius. Do you like how she's stalling on this one, though, Emily? Like, yeah. I feel like she. I think we. Okay. I think we threw her in the deep end. Yeah. Without, so just like, to reiterate, like, just to reiterate, Craig's answer was no, and mine, yep. Okay, if Becca asked you to be her best man and then asked you to pull a Willy Wonka-related heist, but not in the way you think, would you do it? Wow. I would answer that question differently, but that is a good question. With a stronger no, because that's the right answer. No, I would have gone with yes. Mm -hmm. And Emily would have said no. <laughs> no, I would have said yes, but more like, yes! Oh, sorry. Sorry, it flew right over my head. I did not catch the intricacies. Yes. You know, here's what I'm upset with, though. Like, <laughs> Becca's doing the editing, so she's going to find out the question before, Yeah. you know, it goes out to the masses. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. why I'm completely comfortable making a fool of myself now. Oh, <laughs> I don't like I was it. Say, let me edit. Craig, also, no. Also, Becca could edit in a clip of herself saying the right answer. So oh. she has all the control here. Um, For the sake of our comedianness, I will not. Wow. Good. I'll let my ego go just so I can. Yeah. Make the joke work. Wow. Self-sacrifice. Well, folks, that was great, wasn't it? Just just me, Craig, and Becca Douglas having, having a laugh. And don't forget our very special guest. Yeah. Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson. A rebel. I'm a little excited. Um, we'd like to thank our guests, Becca and Rebel Wilson. So and this is your line. This is me. Oh my gosh. Next week. I can't wait for next week. 
we will be sniffing Elmer's with the entire cast of Saved by the Bell. Assuming Mario finishes his shooting his lifetime 15-minute movie, A Recipe for Seduction. This has been Lovar with Craig and Emily. Craig and Emily. Hope we... I'm Craig and Emily. <laughs> Hope we set the bar low and we'll be back next week to further derail your expectations. <laughs>